Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Star Wars stuff podcast where we talk about everything Star Wars. I am James, Joseph, David, and uh, this week, uh, we're in honor of my birthday, that is about yeah, to this, happen. This week, we're going to start it off with a toast of green milk. Green milk. You don't want to know what we had to do to get this. You don't want to know what we had to milk and, uh, <laughs> and Sonic drink sponsored by Sonic. Yes, yeah, sponsored by Sonic. <laughs> so there we go. Here's um, our green here's milk. Here's to thirty years for James. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, here we go. Mm. <sighs> Fresh from the teat. Um, <laughs> from Octu, from Octu, from uh, Octu Cam, and uh, and David actually bought me a gift here. Yeah, and he uh, said it is for the podcast, for the podcast to open. itself. So uh, yeah, for so, those, yeah, what you got? So the bag, that bag is actually from the nineties. I, I oh wow! Oh really? No, that, yeah, it's actually oh, from man. the nineties. That's the gift. I thought you just yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's, with there's this nothing gift. in it. That's that's the gift. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, if you go to YouTube right now, look up Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Uh, you can see this now. You can see us like opening this thing. But so. for those of you that aren't doing that, we'll just describe. We'll it describe it as a very very, nice very well. Return of the Jedi uh, bag. bag. It's got Luke and Vader on it fighting. You know, I never liked this because that's the shot from The Empire Strikes Back. It's yes. not the shot from. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't have the blaster. It in... always bothered me every single time I saw this. I was like, why didn't they just get a shot from <laughs> Return of the Jedi? Okay, so here we go. Yeah, there's actually two things in there. There's two things. I'm gonna yeah. pull out one right now. I, oh, wait, hold on. What's this? Don't read it. Just open it. Just just open it and then yeah. flip it around. <laughs> All right, I'm a little nervous to see what this is. Okay, and here we go. Wait, what is this? Oh, I have to open it. I see what you're saying. It's a bag. And Joseph read it. And Joseph read it. Okay, so. He spoiled their surprise. <gasps> oh, that is... man. <laughs> That's pretty darn cool. This, oh, man. And it, all right, so he got me the dice. The solo dice? The solo dice. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, man. I wasn't expecting that at all. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. Red. That's amazing. So there it is. That's fantastic. You said there's something else in here? Yeah, there's something else in here. One there. more thing. Yeah. Feels like a... Uh... <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Another shirt. Another shirt. <laughs> Just what I need in my life. I guess he's uh, going to be wearing that next week. Yep. I got a BB-8 button-up shirt. Oh, that is awesome. Weeks. Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And I think You're that welcome. deserves a... Another, another, another toast. Another toast. <laughs> another toast to, the, to to great gifts and All stuff. Right. Yeah, there we go. Green milk. Here we go. To James's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which is tomorrow, right? Which is tomorrow. Yes. Some people wish me happy so birthday today. today. It'll be today. It'll be today. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, when this is uploaded, here. Monday will be my birthday, and right. uh, there I am. I'm old. <laughs> so I was telling <laughs> that's my mom, the youngest person on the podcast. <laughs> I was telling my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm gonna be 30, and she goes, You're gonna be 15. I was like. <laughs> I still act like I'm 15, so I mean, I guess that's the way it is. All right, so on to business now, on to business. Uh, what happened this week in Star Wars? Do we have any news? Because, I mean, I know they released those pictures of Ray Park 
uh, on our right. on Insta. I mean, we, oh, it's on our Instagram. If you want to look at our Instagram, Star Wars Stuff Podcast, and those pictures look pretty dope. I, yeah, you know, like how well they're able to do his legs and everything. Um, do you think we will be seeing Darth Maul in future movies now? Now that they actually made him look pretty cool, you know what I mean? Like, well, we don't know what the status is of the standalone films now. Yeah, that's true because of how Solo yeah. performed. Man, that sucks because it's so cool though. He looks amazing. Um, I mean, I don't know what y'all's. I thought he looked pretty pretty awesome. They aged him really well. I think. Mm-hmm. Is, is, I mean, I know Ray Park also is he, older looking now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I think they they. They did the makeup really cool. It, it was a good um, kind of between the cartoon and the live action version. I think it was. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, when I first saw it in Solo, I was obviously surprised. <laughs> right. That really caught me off guard, and because I was just waiting in the theater for some big thing, mm-hmm. some big Easter egg, something. Right, to, like, and they gave it to get us, us out yeah. of our seat. And I, I remember we were sitting in the theater, we like looking at each other, like, <laughs> and everybody was like, kind of wondering, is this really happening? Yeah. Did they really bring Maul back into, into Star Wars movies? Well, and the craziest thing is the the people who aren't us, like the people that haven't been keeping up with everything that's come out Star Wars mm-hmm. wise, are like, how is he not dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had so many people that know that I'm. You know, borderline obsessed with with the story of Star no, Wars. No, so many. No. They were like, so he's alive. You're so like, yeah, the way they shot it was they showed the mechanical feet mm-hmm. first. Yes. So that could sink in, which I think they did it the right way. And then they showed him take his hood off. Yeah. But when I saw him, I was like, is that Ray Park? Yeah. It, yeah. it that, didn't look like traditional look like Darth Ray, Maul. Yeah. That's you know, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't hear a word. He said in that scene because I was too I, busy, I was too busy one calculating <laughs> and then I was going is this really happening and then also I was like is that Ray Park because if it's not Ray Park it's it's not Maul right but then you really look at it and you go that's him that's well, Ray it's, Park it's the two it's the best way to do Maul too because it's Ray Park's body and physique and stuff like that with Sam Whitmer's voice uh, I think you know he really defined Sam you know Ray Park introduced us to the character and said hey this is darth maul he looks really cool but he didn't really put too much feeling and emotion into it because he didn't really have a chance to do Mm -hmm. so sam whitmer took that character and just escalated it to where it is in the fandom now in my opinion it's awesome yeah it was amazing to see him as uh as maul i mean and then hear the voice so yeah did you guys automatically think that was sam whitmer no i I, um well because it sounded like the show yeah but i didn't it didn't hit me because like i said i wasn't listening <laughs> to a word he was saying i was too busy going is this really happening in solo right now but then after like hearing it hearing the voice like and i think they even have a clip now online they released mm-hmm. it if you hear it now it's super obvious like, yeah. yeah but at the time no i and then i had to go home and then look it up but then i got really excited when i found out Ray Park, yes, and also Sam Whitworth. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, man, they got somebody really close sounding to <laughs> Sam Whitmer. <laughs> like, oh my god! And I was like, oh, they actually got Sam Whitmer. I did the same thing with uh, with Ray's Force Vision in the Force Awakens. I was like, man, that guy sounded an awful lot like Obi Wan. <laughs> and you're like, that was Obi-Wan. it was actually Obi Wan. You know, like you and McGregor. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's he's Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, I, I, I don't, he I mean, should. He's again. He's, yeah, but anyway. So yeah, sitting in the theater, I thought they got. Peter Sarah Finowitz back Mm -hmm. to do the Mm -hmm. voice because I didn't think Sam Witwer would be carried over from Rebels. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where I automatically thought they would they would do and stick with Canon. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's fine. Sam Witwer is a big Star Wars fan. I've seen him 
do interviews and do other impressions. He can do a really great emperor. I heard, yeah, he's, yeah. He I has heard probably the emperor. best emperor. Holy crap, that was fantastic. Yeah. And he's and he does have an encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars yeah, as well. Yeah, he's one of I've us. Seen, yeah, I've seen him do <laughs> trivia, and he just smokes everyone and really doesn't get anything wrong. That's amazing. Yeah, he has an incredible mind like that. And he was on the Star Wars show mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. week, and he talked about how he was able to uh, give his own opinions on things, him and Ray, and give them the input that the lightsaber that Maul should have is either the uh, Inquisitor saber, which did show up, right, or the dark saber, which the dark saber would have been really cool to see on screen. Finally, that would be fantastic. Well, in yeah. the way because I, I watched the Star Wars show this week, and the way he kind of presented it was Ron was just going to put a random lightsaber in there, and he's like, "Well, it's got to be a." It's got to be either this or that, and you know it's got to fit with the canon, yeah. Mr. Howard. So, uh, with all so the, yeah, I think it was respect, a producer. Yeah. A producer wanted to put the Phantom Menace saber in. That's insane yeah. to think. Do you imagine like how turned off we all would have been? Like the moment he called that lightsaber to him, we all would have been like, "No, that's, wrong. that's that's not right." How does he have that? Yeah, and, and how close it came. Like I wonder. I want to know whether or not they actually had the saber on set, like whether or not they had already made it, and they were like, "This is what we're gonna give them." And then he was like, no, that's not the saber. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just, I want to know how far that got before they, somebody stopped him. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would have been really, really upset if they showed it. It would have been one of those things that completely would have taken me out of the movie where I'm just like, oh, man. They got so much of this right. And then to mess up this small detail that's not going to mean anything to a lot of people. But to me, right. that, that would have ruined Technically, he could have recreated his saber yeah. from the Phantom Menace, right. yeah, but was, then that would have to be canon from then mm-hmm. on out. So then they'd have to interweave that saber in with everything right. else. And me and James were talking about it before you got here about um, you know Obi Wan's lightsaber from Episode One to Episode Two. He basically recreated the same, the exact thing. same saber. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then when, from three to four, it's the same one, right? Um, but the design of it, and he was, and he, you love, I love Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber because, like, because the back end of it has like basically a mall on the back side of it, where if the lightsaber doesn't turn on for some reason, you could just beat people over the head with it. <laughs> Not Obi- that Obi Wan would, I mean, but that'd he be, totally would. That'd be pretty cool <laughs> to see, though. Um, and but I was saying, like, what's really funny about that lightsaber design and how you can look at it and see, like. The bottom of the lightsaber kind of carries over until Obi Wan's older, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of go, "Oh, that's I, I could see how the, the the genesis of what his lightsaber looked like before yeah. he died." But then you got to think that they didn't plan that. Even McGregor himself picked that lightsaber. Right? Like it wasn't like George Lucas was like, "This is what his lightsaber." No, they gave him a, a box and said, "Hey, pick your and lightsaber." He, he went for one that he felt Obi Wan would have. Yeah, he was like, "I'm feeling this one. This is the one I'm feeling right now." That must have been Crazy. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that part from uh, the the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. documentary. Oh, and uh, I think I'm not sure was it on the documentary or was it in some other interview where Liam Neeson said the reason why he picked that hilt was because it didn't have a lot of buttons or anything. Right. So he could just cleanly grab it and just twirl it around Beautiful. and not mess up his his hands as I heard, much i heard uh he and uh ewan mcgregor were doing the sound effects like whenever they would yeah. <laughs> and um oh did y'all see that picture ray park posted um where he was away from social media for a while and he said this is this was why and it was a picture of him bald and he goes this is why i was away for a long oh, while wow. i was like you suck man <laughs> yeah him nor sam whitworth could tell anyone yeah. what Jeez. they were doing that's incredible. It, it's just that's yeah. that cameo. I don't. Is it, 
a cameo technically whatever that surprise yeah is i would call it a cameo or easter egg or whatever you want to call it like the mm. fact that it didn't leak before that movie came out yeah that's incredible is just insane to me but i had heard right before the movie came out i read some reviews and somebody said some of the things dropped in this movie affect the whole franchise things that you didn't really think about right and i was thinking how could that like, what in why like what, what news tarnation what yeah what in tarnation <laughs> like like why why in, in the solo movie would this be dropped and then would affect everything and this story kind of does affect everything and if they get to do what they wanted to do which we hope they do is they could have like this underlying storyline underneath all of the original films leading yeah. up to episode nine i mean they could Kira could be doing some stuff. There could be know. some back back alley deals mm-hmm. and smuggling, and, and get Black Sun involved, and meet Crimson Dawn, and oh my gosh! And then you go from there to like, um, like, how did the Empire know this was going to happen? How did the Empire know mm-hmm. that was happening? It's like, well, they told them because they were spying on them, and and then you can just go really crazy with all of that. And I would love to see that. I I, I dying to see a a Star Wars story. Almost like Lost Stars, Claudia Gray's yeah. Lost Stars, where it's underneath the timeline the of the original The story weaves yeah. in and out of the original trilogy. They have to do that. That would be the the greatest thing. You're not messing with it. You're just adding more layers <laughs> to it. Like, that's what I want to see. I mean, I mean, hopefully we get that with the live-action Star Wars stuff. I mean, the, yeah, uh, the, the TV shows. Show and... Yeah, the mall lightsaber thing freaks me out, though. <laughs> that, that? That's, that's, that someone wasn't there to say, hey... You cannot no, use that lightsaber. This. Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay. So one thing I, I've I've realized about the Star Wars movies, as amazing as all these movies are, they are still films, and there are still people working on them, and they all make mistakes, and things happen that they don't even think about. Like you, you heard about the uh, the compass that Luke had in the movie. Apparently. When they were writing the game, somebody said, oh, yeah, this is happening. Should we put it in the movie? Yeah, sure, put it in the And it was like, okay, cool, and they made it, and they put it there. <laughs> and it's like nobody planned that. It was just one of those things like, oh, hey, we're doing this too. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and, and do that. And I'm pretty sure that's what the hyperdrive tracking was in, uh, in Rogue One where it was like – Well, the way that came about was Last Jedi and Rogue One were simultaneously mm-hmm. shooting right. and productions were talking to each other. That's why they were able to – Sneak that in. So as as great as Star Wars is, it's still a movie, and it's still people making them, and it's still people accidentally stumbling upon cool things. But then it's also like, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, somebody could make a really big mistake, and then we'd all be really disappointed. <laughs> but luckily, but you, you would think there'd be like, you know, Pablo would be there, or yeah, they have a story group. It's, yeah, it's five people. Yeah, but like on the set. To make sure yeah. the lightsaber thing doesn't... Yeah, like with Rogue One, Matt Martin was actually on set mm-hmm. to kind of... I know he Guided. like operated Chopper, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he did more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like looking over things and making sure everything was canon. So it's... To me, it's like, yeah, you should have someone there yeah. who at all times <laughs> just be like, oh, no, you can't do that. But, and, okay, here's what I'm going to say, though. If they don't have those people... We are available. I mean, like we will go there and we will be there on set to make sure. I and mean, if, if not us, Sam Whitner should probably yeah. Be Sam Whitner should be on set all the time. Right, with Star him. Wars kind of lucked out having him yeah. there. Oh man, that would have been a disaster. That would have like all the fans would have just been like, "Yep, that's <sighs> it. It's over." They don't. They don't care. They just want to make money, which they do. But you right. know what I mean. But they also want to entertain us at the same time. Yeah. So, but meh. 
And to go along with your birthday, I've lived seven years and several days longer than you, <laughs> or seven years and a month longer than you. And it feels like the higher you go up in any type of job or career, it always feels kind of like that. Like it's never airtight. Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's always, some, no matter if it's Lucasfilm or mm-hmm. a big tech company, it, it feels like stuff can happen and people can make mistakes and they do make mistakes that it's like why how did you how did, how did that even, even happen? happen yeah yeah were there any mistakes and uh besides the story i don't want you to jump on me but there, were there any mistakes <laughs> you saw in the last jedi like did, did um, johnson make any mistakes with his story don't be like well oh. i can't say story because i just don't agree with I mean, the whole I didn't concept. that wasn't like out of but yeah did he do something wrong the only thing that he said he couldn't control was the sun at the beginning of last jedi Whenever she's handing the lightsaber to uh, to Luke, no, because when when Abrams filmed it, it was overcast. He says, but then when we went back out there to film it, it the sun came up. <laughs> we're like, crap. Okay, I guess we gotta make yeah. do with what we have. That was probably the only thing in all of the Last Jedi that I was like, that's a mistake. Yeah, but yeah. what about? I mean, did you see anything like? Well, see, growing up, I always thought that Star Wars was more science fiction, but now I feel like it's more fantasy mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's there's no, um, I mean, ships don't react the same way they do in space <laughs> compared to atmosphere, and the ships in space are reacting as if they were in some type of atmosphere and having wind resistance, right. you know? So that always bothered me the way like an X wing would turn is yeah like, how it banks like, I, yeah I don't know man yeah so yeah you would need repulsors on the top and bottom wings and right. things like that so so given that I mean Lucas put in several words in the prequel trilogy like we'll be dead ducks I mean sitting are there ducks, ducks? sitting in, ducks in episode one yeah. okay drove sitting me ducks nuts that drives me I hate that line so much because I'm like this isn't a colloquialism in a galaxy yeah. far far away. <laughs> yeah. So ducks exist in Star Wars, but dogs don't. I know George Lucas said no dogs exist in space because I know Ryan Johnson wanted to put Gary Fisher, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher's yeah, yeah. dog, in the Last Jedi, but they had to like put like some type of. Like, I don't think they put anything on the dog. They just made a they made a replica. Like a, yep. Yeah. It was like a three-eyed alien dog-looking yeah, creature. It's in the scene in Canto Bight, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But in the Last Jedi. They used the word Godspeed. Yes, they did. They used it twice. So, yeah. But then they also dropped Hell and Empire. In Empire, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> what are the rules? There are no rules in Star so, Wars. So, this is, this is the way I look at Star Wars, and I've looked at, this, at, this, at Star Wars this way for the past three years. It's really a story being told to you, like, at bedtime. It's like a bedtime story. That's what it really is. It's okay. not science fiction. It's a fantasy story. But I've always thought about it as a fantasy story. Like, I always, yeah. I've always, I never looked at it, yeah, it's science fiction. I have too, but more sci-fi fantasy. Now I look at it as strictly just fantasy. I don't know. I've always, to me, like, it's, it's so science fiction, it's fantasy to me. Like, so I don't even think about it as science fiction. Like, for me, it's Star Wars is just its own genre, in my opinion. Whereas I watch movies like... Right, like space Encounters. opera. Yes. Right. Or I watch movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or I watch movies like, um, I don't know, any other Spielberg movie. And it's like, that's... E.T. Like, E.T. or A.I. Like, like, that's science fiction. Like, that's pure science fiction. But then when you watch Star Wars, like, that's its own... It's science fiction, but it's it's told in the Star Wars world where it's almost fan, more fantasy than anything else. Well, the thing opinion. about... 
the Star Wars universe is they never explain the science behind the fiction. It's always it's this is it that that lifts off the ground because it lifts off the ground. That's how that machine works. That doesn't explain anything else. Whereas I feel like like Star Trek. Like they're like, here's how you get to light speed, and or they don't even call it light speed in Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek. Um, what do they call it in Star Trek? It's not light speed. It's uh, warp, warp speed. speed. Warp speed. There yeah. it is. Warp speed. But I was, you... about to call my wife, I was about to call my wife. Like, uh, what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> Just poke your. But yeah, and then there's there's different gradients of warp speed mm-hmm. in Star Trek, whereas light speed. Everybody just moves at the speed of light. Yep. How do they do it? They have light speed engines. How do they get that quick? Quick? That's just how the engines work. Like, it uses coaxium. Yeah. There you go. Now we found out. Now, now, yeah. now, now they explain fuel. that. Um, how do the lightsabers work? Like, yeah, it's a crystal, but then what? How does that even work? Uh, it's a it, crystal. It's, it's a crystal that turns on because it's sort of alive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that's what I like about Star Wars, where. It's like this is, and that's what made it so, I guess, believable in a weird way. Yeah. Was that the story starts and then you just go. There's no like explanation for how does, who, how long did it take me to build this giant Death Star thing in space? Like, we don't know, but we all accepted it right away when we saw it back in 1977. It was you know? about 20 years. But then we find out, yeah, it's about 20 years. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, at the, at the time, we didn't, we didn't question any of that shenanigans. But now, I don't know. Now people want to know like the answers to all of that stuff. Like, right. why but they're do you... not going to get them because there's no there's no... Earth science to back up the Star Wars science. You know what I mean? There's nothing that we can possibly glean from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Star Wars is kind of like is it's fantasy meets sci-fi in my opinion because it's it the storyline kind of goes along with things like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and. You know, and it's like a lot of times people compare Star Wars to even like Harry Potter nowadays mm-hmm. um, because it's got a similar feel to it. I mean, I know it's just the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the, arc, of, the, the arc, the types. arc, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's sci-fi, but it's mostly fantasy with a sci-fi skew, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I love it. I love it. I love the way it's told, and I think it was just like really ballsy of, of of lucas to tell the story in the way that he did and put it in space and did mm-hmm. you my brother-in-law told me this i don't know if it's true or not but right after star wars came out they asked lucas to do uh lord of the rings because of the, the scale that he was able to do star wars on they wanted mm-hmm. him to make a live action lord of the rings like in the 70s 80s oh, around man. that era and apparently he worked on a draft and he was like i gotta do star wars and he like stops but apparently somebody had asked them after seeing star wars you should do lord of the rings next because that's like the next big thing that nobody's been able to film you know ever interesting hmm. i'd never heard that before i don't think i've ever heard that either just pulling my leg or anything but i thought that would be pretty crazy to, to see <laughs> but um i was gonna say something but i forgot but meh oh well <laughs> well the other interesting cool piece of news cool story bro <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting news that i thought was very interesting, interesting was the fact that Ryan Johnson is going to do another film that's not Star Wars. Between, yeah. Why? So, yeah, to me it struck me as odd because he needs to create a trilogy mm-hmm. from scratch. Mm-hmm. And you see what Peter Jackson went through with Lord of the Rings. He shot it back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And it took seven years of his life to complete. Mm-hmm. And you think about that amount of work... And then Ryan Johnson, he's going to do a film before he does it. So he's got four films now 
that he's in charge of to create and complete. And then I also found out that he's going to start his own company to make this film. And it's like, wow, I mean, he's going to be super, super busy. So I thought it was kind of odd. But no one's really talking about that. Do you think he's doing this? Like Kennedy said, hey, go go make this. Let, let everything kind of die down. And then when it's all, when nine comes out and everybody sees how great it is, then we can start with your trilogy. Like, do, or do you think she's saying, I need to focus all of my energy and power on nine right now. I need to get this movie made. Like that can also be a thing. And he was kind of like, okay, well then. Well, I'm not going to just sit on my butt. For yeah. Like Ber- Bergman years. and I can go and do what this other project that we really want to do. And then whenever you're done, then we'll jump on this one next. Like that could possibly be the conversation that was had. But if he's going to be the creator of a brand mm-hmm. new Star Wars trilogy that has nothing to do with any established characters, that's a whole lot of work. Yeah, it is. A whole so lot. he wouldn't be doing nothing per se. You still have to do. You have to create the story, flesh out the characters, get the locations, and figure all that out. So, well, have they said when he's gonna? When his movies are supposed to come out, there there hasn't been a solid. They release haven't date given a solid release stuff. date, but his producing partner Rom Bergman said that as soon as twenty twenty. Yeah, like it was supposed to happen. So that's not happening. No, there's the, no way. Yeah, there's no way. Well, unless okay, unless, he already has a major chunk of the story or the whole story down, and now he's just relying on ILM and whoever to construct the sets. Figure out the locations, the scheduling. And at the same time, I can't imagine that they would greenlight a trilogy without him having a big chunk of at least the first part of that. Yeah, I was going to say. conceptualized when it, and written out. And... Yeah, when they first announced him doing the trilogy, I was already under the impression that he had the story already for them. And they said, yes, this is what we, this, we, they, she greenlit the whole thing right off the bat. Um, I, I, as much as I want to think, like, yeah, he did such a great job, Last Jedi, that she was like, yeah, whatever you decide, I'll do. I think she was like, what do you have? Right. He showed her. She said, okay, perfect. And we don't know how big, what's it called, Knives Out? Knives, is that the yeah, name of Yeah, starring thing? Daniel Craig. Okay, so did you ever see the Brothers Bloom? Did you ever see Luke? I've never seen oh, a Ryan Johnson Looper film other than. Amazing. Okay, but I'm talking about his, his smaller films. I haven't seen his smaller stuff yet. This yeah. could be one of those movies that he does. Is This could be probably one of those, is. Yeah. yeah, where he comes in. Because it, it doesn't even have distribution yet. Unless exactly. it just happened at TIFF. I think TIFF is going on right now. Which, I mean, like, he could just make a, a movie with, with uh, in the span of like two months, get back to his independent roots you know that mm-hmm. he that made him big and then that's only gonna take just a couple of months for him to film right and then edit and then he's gonna release him he's like okay now i can go and do star wars now well and also he probably doesn't want to get burned out on star wars yeah i mean yeah. he the last thing he did was the last jedi mm-hmm. he probably doesn't want to jump straight from the last jedi straight into another star wars trilogy that because, he's committed himself to because i he, yeah i'm sorry he probably wants to because i mean i know like if i'm reading or you know playing a game or something like that I don't want to continue the same storyline for a little for you know back to back to back to back. I I will read one and be like I'm gonna go do something else for at least twenty minutes. You know what I mean? And I'm not creating a movie where I'm gonna have to dedicate six months of my life to it. It's literally like a day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know he it, maybe making this other movie is like a vacation from Star Wars because Star Wars went from a passion to his job. Yeah. <laughs> I've um I've listened to his commentaries. I like I said I was obsessed with him before 
uh, Last Jedi. So I listened <laughs> and you to met him. him, and I met him, and I met him too, which was amazing. Um, and I've met him too. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I met him before Star Wars. I, I have Joseph, have you met him? No, no, nobody, nobody famous ever talks to me. <laughs> so Ryan, I met, I met <laughs> somebody from Scrubs one time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah, he was at HEB. He was and, at the uh, HEB in Lockhart. It? Um, he played the Dude Meister. It was one of Elliot's boyfriends. <laughs> That guy, Keith, Keith Dude Meister. It was the one that she almost married before JD. This is totally off Star Wars. <laughs> but well, anyways, that, you met him. That and Dante from Clerks are the only two famous people I've ever actually you met. Really? Dante from wow. Clerks. Yeah, wow. uh, I went what? to Austin Books and Comics, and he just happened to be there. He oh, was like, wow. he, he, you shook his hand, and he was like, I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, I'm like, <laughs> not even supposed to be here. Today. No, it's a funny story because I, at the time, and I still do, I love the VSQ universe. Mm-hmm. All that Kevin Smith movies i was like obsessed with them and i walked in and i was like dude that's dante and i immediately went to the back corner of the store because i was like i can't talk to dante he's like famous and stuff and like my friends were with me and they were like just go he's a dude just go talk to him i was like yeah but that's that's dante Dante, man he's in clerks and clerks too and uh you know the one with the lesbians i can't remember off the top of my head chasing amy chasing amy thank you you. i was like he's in he's He's a dude, like, and so eventually I did. I was like, "Hey, uh, I just want to tell you, I really like your films. Uh, Dante's great." Um, okay, cool. And I got a picture, and I think it's—I have it on my Facebook still. <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm no good with famous people. Well, well, my story with Johnson was he was promoting. I think I've told this before on a podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, he was promoting uh, Looper up in Austin mm-hmm. at the the, uh, the uh, South Lamar uh, Alamo Draft House, and the girl I was dating at the time thought that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be there. She was like, we need to go to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I was like, okay, let's go see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. All right. So we parked. Parking was was insane. And we were looking at, we parked and we're looking around. And I don't see, I'm like, okay, he's not here. There's no there's way no he's way here. Because, because what was funny was the day before he was on Saturday Night Live. So I'm like, there's no way he flew down from, from New York to to Austin in like a day. Like this is insane. And then I'm walking around and I see a group of people and I'm looking, and I just see the short guy with glasses on. I was like, that's Ryan Johnson. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. I was like, I wanna and people were getting pictures with him and then I'm like just off to the side. And finally he had a break and I was like, Can I get a picture? He goes, Yeah, sure. And he puts his arm around me and I was like giving the thumbs up and I was like starstruck. I was like, like I'm best friends with and Ryan then he Johnson, took guys. he took the picture and I was like, Dang, I don't even know if I said thank you. I was just too busy going, Yeah, I think the girl I was with, she was like, Thank you. <laughs> she said thank you for me. And I was just I was on cloud nine. I was just for like this is amazing. But um I say I'll have to say this about Ryan Johnson. I've I've heard his commentaries and what he says toward the end of each production is once he's editing, he is already looking forward to the next Mm -hmm. story because he's done with that world like he says the actors the crew everybody they come in they make the movie and then they leave he goes but i still have like four or five months editing this Mm -hmm. thing promoting this thing because i'm done i just want to get rid of it so i'm pretty sure with star wars that was what it was where he was like at the at the end of eight he was kind of like all right i need to yeah i I just need to clean the system Mm -hmm. out real quick and then and then i'll jump back into it I mean, hopefully that's what he's doing. So that's the only Ryan Johnson movie you've seen is Last Jedi? Jedi? Dude, you need to watch Looper. Dude, you need to watch The Brothers Bloom. And you need to watch Brick. But Looper is legitimately yeah, that's one a, of the probably best films in the last... It's a great years. time travel film, I'll say that. Like, it's it messes with you because you're like, what? It's yeah, bad. it's pretty wild. I own it if you want to watch it, like, tonight. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... 
But okay, f- uh, one thing we had heard at the beginning of this year uh, when The Last Jedi came out was that Amazon sold out of The Last Jedi Blu-rays. Right. Warehouse nationwide. It wasn't just like, oh, this warehouse. Because in San Marcos, there is a Amazon warehouse here. That one was sold out. Mm-hmm. Every Amazon warehouse in the United States was sold out of The Last Jedi. They just released the numbers again, and they said it is still the highest-selling Blu-ray of the year. They Everybody thought Black Panther was going to pass it or Infinity War was going to pass it. No. Wow. Last Jedi is still number one of the year. And a friend of mine, he he's a jokester. He posted on Facebook, I bought three of them and, and um, used them as Frisbees. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I laughed at that because I laughed at it because I was like, but you still bought three of them. I yeah. Mean, like, so <laughs> it didn't really help out. Just like people burning the Nike shoes <laughs> after they buy the Nikes. You know, it's, it's like, like, you still have your yeah, 25 bucks. They still like... took all the money. So, um, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that means like a lot of people still really, really, really like The Last Jedi. Or somebody just wants to build The Last Jedi up more than what it is. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Did you? I guess I only talk to you guys. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I, I used to talk at work about Star Wars, but that was legitimately just with James yeah, with me, for... and, then, uh, and then we uh, he moved. But now we can talk about all. Day. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. But uh, I, I, I just think that's fantastic, though, that it's Star Wars is still kind of reigning supreme, uh, even after it's been out for I don't know how many months. Like was it March? It came out on Blu-ray, and now it's March, April, May, June. July, August, it's September, and it's still About number six one. Six months, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Um, and then Solo comes out uh, Friday, the fourteenth, uh, not Tuesday. A lot of people thought it was the twelfth. I wish it was Tuesday or the eleventh, but it's actually going to be on Friday. Um, are, are y'all going to get it? Or y'all gonna I've watch already it pre-ordered it. Yeah, I pre-order everything. I think our next <laughs> podcast should be the commentary to Solo. I think that's what the first thing we should yeah. drop is the commentary because. For me, I want to watch it again because I only saw it that one time. Yeah, because I suck, <laughs> but. Um, but I really want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it back to back then because I'll watch it the day it came out and then I'll watch it again when I come over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I saw Mission Impossible Fallout this week. Mm-hmm. Great movie. And when it came up to the producers, I was like, okay, I know Abrams is attached to this. He's probably going to be executive producer because he's way busy. Homeboy was a producer of Mission Impossible Fallout, not an executive. Mm-hmm. He produced it. How much work does Abrams do a year, man? <laughs> I mean, between producing this giant Mission Impossible movie, he was also writing the script to Star Wars. How is how does he do that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense how extremely busy this guy is. He's like a bear. He's awake for six months straight, and then he goes to bed for six <laughs> months straight, I think. I was blown away by the fact that he is he's doing all of this and Star Wars at the same time. It just, I don't know how he does it, man. He's a beast, man. I mean, well, what do you think? So he does stuff on Westworld as well, right? Yes. He's, uh, yeah, it's his production company. Yeah. I mean, he produces it as well. Okay. And he also has that new uh, Castle Rock on Hulu. Right. Him and Stephen King produced that one. Yeah. And it's like, geez, dude, like, what are you... <laughs> like, RZ executive producing uh, Castle Rock and then um, the Westworld. Or is he like... I thought he was the executive producer. Okay, so executive producer kind of means you're... You pay people to do things yeah, for you. Yeah, and they, and they carry it out for you. Well, it. I mean, it varies. I mean, True, executive yeah. producers can be very hands-on, and just, some of them can just, like, write a check and never see any dailies or yeah. anything. Like Benioff and, and Weiss, they, even though they're executive producers on Game of Thrones, like, they are writing, like, each episode yeah. almost pretty much. And they're there for yeah. most of the filming, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with Abrams doing all of this stuff, I'm like, how does he still have time to do Star Wars? Like, how does he have time to, like... <laughs> To make this movie, I mean, so I'm 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 praying that all the power he puts everywhere else, he's also focusing it 100 percent 
on Star Wars and it's just, this is going to be the best movie ever. I mean, it has to be. Why are you laughing at me? All <laughs> 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 right, what else we got? Uh, you mentioned Benioff and Weiss. Mm-hmm. How much have you heard of them lately? Uh, they are nothing. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yeah. about their They are absolutely nothing. Yeah. Okay, so one, it could be they are focused 100% on finishing up Game of Thrones. Or two, they've already left Game of Thrones. They're already working on Star Wars. I writing that think script. Game of Thrones is shooting still. I thought they, or, or no, they, wrapped, wrapped. they wrapped shooting okay, so like almost post a month production. ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. So that's going on. Are they in heavily involved in post-production? Or are they like trusting their directors that they've hired, trusting their editors and going... Y'all do it. We're going to go write Star Wars now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're too invested in Game of Thrones to yeah, do something I think, Yeah, like they want to see it all the way through. So if you look up Ryan Johnson on Twitter, mm-hmm. you'll see his Twitter, and he tweets a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of tweets. If you look up Benioff and Weiss, nothing. Well, I don't think they're on social media at all. I don't think they... I was going to say, I don't think they're allowed, but I think to them, they're, they they have so much going on with the, like, one of the most highly anticipated shows. Well, I was going to say, their whole life is NDAs, not disclosure <laughs> agreements. Yeah, so like, not only are they doing Game of Thrones, which nobody can know about at all, but they also have to work on a Star Wars movie, which no one can know about at all either. So I could understand them going like, we, we aren't even going to attempt to... I don't even have a computer. I do everything <laughs> on a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like that's... I mean... That's what you... George R. R. Martin style, right? That guy's, yeah, there you he's go. like an old... That guy's an idiot. I hate George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't finish his Lord of the Rings series or... Game of Thrones, maybe? Game of Thrones, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, think, I did say, I don't know why y'all heard Lord no, of the Rings. No, one, the, one, the th- one of his, the things I've seen quoted of his is he's lucky if he gets a page and a half written in a day. Wow. Have you seen how thick those books are? They yeah. are like this thick paperback. I remember he was like, I'm amazed at how much Stephen King can write. I was like, well, you could do the same thing, man. Like, you you are, you are get paid to write books. Like, I don't, just like Stephen King. Like, you can sit at home all day and, and yeah. write. Well, and I, I've read the first four, four and a half Game of Thrones books. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it takes him so long to write it because by the time he gets to the the fifth book, he has no recollection of how this character is supposed to behave <laughs> um, because he hasn't written them in over six months or something like that. So it's 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 just frustrating to read, I guess. Like the first three <laughs> books of that series are incredible, but it's all downhill from there in that series. So all credit goes to Benioff and Weiss for the success of that. The show. success of that yeah. show, because if not, the people would be like, "This is not." great at all so given them like knowing what they've done with game of thrones i was gonna say Lord again. Again. <laughs> uh, what would they say what they did with game of thrones and then seeing it in star wars like it's gonna be insane those movies are probably gonna be absolutely insane and very entertaining but here's my question star wars never puts directors names on any of their trailers it's star wars are they gonna put from the creators of game of thrones on these trailers so the thing that? about that I've noticed when they say from the creators of this, that means that that movie generally isn't very good. Oh, geez, really? From the producer of X. Have you ever noticed that? You know, hmm. when it says this person produced. Oh, I see what something. you're saying. A yeah. lot of the times, those movies aren't going to be. Unless you're Steven Spielberg. Well, even then, some of his. Some of the movies that are like Steven Spielberg presents, and you're like Transformers. Oh. Yeah, Transformers is trash. <laughs> it's a paycheck for Spielberg. Yeah, man. he's just getting paycheck after paycheck. But um, okay, I see what you're saying. So I hope they just release these movies and people know that it's Benioff and, and Weiss doing it. And it's a trilogy, right? Like it's a 
Or is it a series? Well, they say a series of films. Jeez, so we have no idea. Could be a trilogy. Idea. Could be thirty-seven movies. They could. Yeah. They could do. And then I wonder if Kathleen Kennedy was kind of banking on their like their overall like storytelling from like six seasons of or like how many? Wait, it's gonna be seven, seven seasons. This, seven seasons of Game year, of Thrones. Yeah. Whether or not she's gonna be like, all right, I need something to start with episode one and end on six. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if she because when I heard series. I immediately thought they're doing six movies because if there was a trilogy, they would have said they're doing their own trilogy in Star Wars, same as Ryan Johnson. But this, these, the language specifically was a series of films, so I'm thinking they're doing six films. Well, they could want to, uh, Kathleen Kennedy could be wanting some sort of like Avengers style thing where it, maybe each movie kind of focuses on a different set of characters, and the last one brings them all together for a Jeez. common purpose. That'd be insane. That'd be. I mean, amazing. Game of Thrones did something similar to that, mm-hmm. where it's like, here's a character, here's a character arc, here's how they wind together, mm-hmm. here's how they almost hit, and then they they go their separate ways, things like that. So, I mean, if it's if it's gonna be epic like that, why not have five movies happening simultaneously and then the sixth one is all those storylines threading together right if lucasfilm listen to the fans that's what they're doing mm-hmm. they're gonna have a huge story and they're gonna have a whole lot of connective tissue mm-hmm. connecting each film connecting the characters having a big backstory It'd be very epic i can see benioff and weiss pulling that off like giving us right. something that giving us that story we've always wanted with a Star Wars movie. I mean, I love the story that's happening. I mean, I know, don't get mad at me, but I love the story that's going on right now. But but to see, like, a brand new or story... Or <laughs> give, me, give me back my I kiss. I gotta throw them at your head real quick. <laughs> but, like, given, like, what they could do with it, it's just, it blows my mind. And plus, right now, I'm still, I still can't comprehend a Star Wars movie without the Skywalkers. Like, I can't comprehend a Star Wars movie without the story of the Empire or the First Order versus the Rebellion and the Resistance. Like, I just can't... What else is out there? Like, what else in the galaxy far, far away is there for them to do? Like, I, I can't wrap my arm, my head around it, like, at all. Well, they can do the very beginning. True. The first Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm reading um, the second Thrawn book that mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn put out right now, mm-hmm. and all of that happens in the Outer Rim, uh, almost in unknown space of the ga- of the known Star Wars galaxy. Um, to the point where people on the planet that they've landed on don't even know who the hell Vader is. They just think he's some weird-looking robot guy in a black suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they could they could do stuff like that. Could you imagine, like, they, they have a, a um, Planet of the Apes-type ending where these people are on this planet and they go and they find this crashed Star Destroyer, like, and they're like, what is that? Like, who who built this? Like, right. Where, like, like why is this here and then you just go from there and you're like whoa people don't even this civilization has no idea about that any of that any happens. of yeah. like anything we've all seen they have no idea about that and so that that's that's a good story right i'd watch that you know what i mean um but i just i'm anxious to see what the story's going to be for johnson's and for theirs like what's going to happen we have no idea so it's a great time to be a star wars fan what are we going to say I don't know. I was gonna sneeze. Oh, but I <laughs> sorry. But it is it is kind of crazy to be a Star Wars fan of this day and age. You know what I mean? Like, there was a while there where we all thought Episode Three was it. There, yeah. was, there was no Star Wars films ever gonna be made, and now they're saying you're gonna get a Star Wars movie every year until until you die until forever. Um, I just I just remember getting excited when I heard that the original cast was coming back for the Force Awakens. I was just I was blown away. I was like, how did they get Harrison Ford to agree to this? 
Yeah, how did they? Money. Sons of money, and they killed his character. $50 million. They paid him $50 million to do Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why I mean, wouldn't you? Why would you not want to have Han Solo? Because that's all people wanted. I, everybody wanted Han Solo back. Yeah. But then everybody then realized, wait, I really want to see Mark Hamill again. And I want to see... And then Mark Hamill became like a very, very like popular popular actor almost after that. Yeah, his his popularity, it seems like it... It came back. Like, yeah. Mega fold increase because like he was yeah he did the Joker he did a few things but it was like kind of like everybody was like Harrison Ford was the only one who did anything like that was all anybody ever said like Harrison Ford was was Indiana Jones like Harrison Ford was Blade Runner you know like Harrison Ford well, I think yeah. he was the only one that was like famous still um, yeah that's what I mean you know like, what I mean yeah. the the rest of them did a lot of work but it was yeah. all kind of it was low key it was. Right. Writing, it was voice work, it was things like that. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's voice work is in, impressive. He's mm-hmm. done a ton of cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie Fisher has, she wrote like, she wrote drafts for so many right. scripts. I mean, so many screenwriters would go to her and she would be able to sit there and write, like, here's what you need to do. You need to take this part out. I need to do this. There you go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, thank you. You know, like, you made my movie ten yes. times better. <laughs> so they just, they just did stuff that wasn't as flashy as what Harrison Ford did. Um, but then when this new Star Wars came back, it was almost like they were all, like, it was almost like when they first came out in 1977, yeah. it was like, they're all household names. It was a reunion tour. Yes, and it was, it was cool. It was really <laughs> it cool It was like seeing see. the Beatles get back together or something, you know? That blew my mind, but it's only two of them. Anyways. Uh, and Mark Hamill hadn't acted in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So him being in a Star Wars film again made me nervous because... Mm-hmm. Well, he hadn't acted to that scale in a very Yeah, yeah. I was asking myself, can this guy roles. still act? And the answer is yes, yes. He can still act. <laughs> Holy crap! That's one of the reasons why I'm upset with the Last Jedi because <laughs> he could have acted a whole lot more in that because we had that huge span of time where he was a nothing mm-hmm. as far as an actor is concerned, and he could act. He did a great job, and I was like so happy about that. But then again, he wasn't in it as much as I hoped he would. Be. I always go back to that scene where he, after that beautiful monologue he gives to Kylo Ren. And then that close-up on his face, just like, like the tears are in his eyes, that pain, but then also that knowledge that they like, got, they're, I'm, I'm, they're escaping, they're I'm escaping. leaving it yep. in good hands. It's like his plan worked, yeah. and I, I love like that last, and if you ever listen to the commentary, Ryan Johnson even says, I, he goes, I love this moment. He goes, this, he goes I'm not going to say anything, I just want to watch this part. And even <laughs> he is like, this is, this is a fantastic moment. And I love that. And I agree. He could have been used more. He could have been used a lot more in Force Force Awakens. I mean, yeah, he literally had no lines in Force Awakens. <laughs> so, do you think he's going to be used more in Episode Nine? Jeez, man, because he was announced as the main cast. He is. So. A, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, he's, he's been he's been tweeting a lot of stuff. He's like, "Guess I got to go back to work now," and yeah. things yeah, like that. I, I I swear, I because they're not hiding it. Whereas, if you were going to do like an Alec Guinness ghost thing, you would not. Say Mark Hamill's going to be in this movie. You would just, oh, Mark Hamill's in this movie. He's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, they brought him back. But the fact that Lucasfilm was like, Mark Hamill's going to be in this movie. There's, they're not hiding it. It's probably not going to be a Force ghost. It's probably he's probably going to be in there quite a bit. Hmm. I mean, I don't. Do you see him as a Force ghost? I see it only Force ghost. I don't see any flashbacks. I don't see no. no I don't see any flashbacks. I'm I saying don't I don't think JJ's going to go flashbacks. I don't think they're going to do flashbacks. I think he got scared off of flashbacks. So then he can only be a ghost because he's. Is he dead? dead? But he became one with the Force, though. Well, yeah, no, he's a Force ghost. But we don't know that. <laughs> so what could he be other than a Force ghost? You think he's going to be something else? I don't think he's. There's a, there's the whole possibility that he didn't he didn't actually die, that he he went somewhere else. 
there's that possibility. That he, I think Ryan's confirmed in interviews he became one with the Force. He became one with that. Like he yeah. said, like that's that's it. Yeah, it's. I think it's fairly obvious and then he said it i think i don't know i'm gonna just see what happens because if i don't want them to announce that he's gonna be in the movie then he's only in there for like two minutes the same as alec guinness was and well that was force awakens they were like mark hamill's back as luke skywalker and you're like awesome and then he literally grabs the lightsaber at the end and... no he didn't even grab the lightsaber the end of force awakens that's true yeah they, it was a cliffhanger and, oh, and, ch- and tune into our Sotex uh, Cinephiles podcast, and you'll hear all about the best cliffhangers in movies. Anyways, um, and that was one of them. Uh, but, you know, I want to see, yeah, he is going to be, there is the thing that he has to be a force ghost, but then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I bet you Abrams is going to throw something at us that we're not even expecting with Luke. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd I kind of really hope nice. he's, he's like... Like a dick in this movie, like he's just screwing <laughs> with Kylo Ren the entire time as a Force ghost. Well, yeah, that's what we're wanting. We as want him to be an actual ghost. Yeah, as opposed to like, like you know, Alec Guinness, Obi Wan was like, Luke, I'm here to guide you, and and Luke is more like, Nah, man, you're making a mistake. You shouldn't do that, man. <laughs> like, and, yeah, and then if you rewatch the films with the knowledge of, okay, if someone passes away that becomes a force ghost only that person that knew him in real life can actually mm-hmm. see them as a force ghost it seems like that way mm-hmm. so everyone in the first order is going to be like what are you looking at Who what are you talking, talking to yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true so that might factor in huge well and they showed at the end of of last jedi kylo ren's not an emotionally stable human being yeah He's, no. he's got a couple screws loose, so... <laughs> really? No. Just a few. What I, what I hope happens is the same thing... Oops, sorry. Um, is Have you ever heard Yoda's voice in the Force? Like, what Yoda... When Yoda hears the Force talking to him, have you ever, like, heard about that? Like, who it is speaking to him? Qui-Gon, it's, usually. It's yeah. Qui-Gon, yeah. Qui-Gon is the voice that he hears whenever the Force is speaking to him. Like, it's Qui-Gon talking to him which is why he was able to then teach obi-wan the same thing like this is what you got to do this is this is how you get to so part of me is wondering whether or not luke is going to be that to ray where when ray is like meditating it's luke's voice that she's hearing and luke that she's she's uh, meditating with the same as yoda meditated with qui-gon i don't know so Qui-Gon technically was the first person to learn how to do that commune back with the living right mm-hmm. yeah so then Obi-Wan was the second one, mm-hmm. and then Yoda became the third. So how did Anakin Skywalker obtain that knowledge? There you go, man. I have no it's idea. It's a mystery, right? Well, I mean, Things. Obi-Wan could have tried to find... Because he did come back to the light side at the very end. That's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. So maybe Obi-Wan was just like ready for it, looking for his yeah. spirit to come over to the to become one with the Force. And as it was, he was like, hey, here's how you can commune with the... Here's the cliff notes to that quiz, uh, so you can come. Well, and technically, us. he doesn't say anything. True. As a force goes, he just pops up. and He's like, "Hey guys, I'm <laughs> I'm Hayden Christensen. I'm Hayden Christensen. <laughs> See you guys later." So it was. It may have just been like, "Here's how you do it," and you know, Anakin was one of the most powerful force users that has mm-hmm. ever existed. So. Yeah, true. It's possible that even with very limited knowledge, he could have grasped some form of that technique. Wouldn't it be be crazy if Abrams answers that question in in episode nine? 
Like he goes, oh, this is this is why you saw Anakin. Oh, this is why this happened. Oh, this is why this happened. Freaking Anakin shows up as a Force ghost in episode nine. I want to see. They had plans in episode seven for Anakin to show up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they had like drawings of him, and I think yeah, yeah, they did. They were like, this is what he's gonna look like. Um, They didn't do that for some odd reason. They didn't do that. Um, So we have to check what Liam Neeson's doing and what Hayden Christensen are doing, like in the next couple of months, because if they fly over to uh, to. to to London, everybody has to be like on the lookout. Like, where are they going right now? Because it would be crazy to see Qui Gon again, and it would be crazy to see Anakin again in yeah. a Star Wars movie. And we knew when Frank Oz flew over to the shooting location, I guess Pinewood, or mm-hmm. we automatically knew, okay, well Yoda's probably in the Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah, and it was amazing. That was one of my favorite parts yeah. of the whole movie was seeing yeah. Yoda. I was like, oh my. Yeah, I'm so glad they used a puppet and yes. didn't go CGI. Well, and they did like a, it was like a combo CG puppet thing, I think. Because his face wasn't purely puppet, in my opinion. I think, I don't know, because like when you first see Yoda in The Last Jedi, he does look a little off. I think that's your head just going, did they do did they it's, do CG or did they do real? Yeah. But then the close-ups, though, for me, they, he, it's puppet, man. He's 100% puppet on those I think close-ups. it's 100% puppet. Is it? They just went like back to the original trilogy style and just went all puppet. But, it, I mean, it looks great. I, yeah. I, that was one of my, yeah, that part was so shocking. And I was like, this is this is Star Wars. I'm watching Star Wars. Yoda is <laughs> back. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm the only one in the theater, like, reacting. Everyone else just... <laughs> You went to the wrong theater. I know, man. I had so many reactions in my theater. But then, like, the second time I watched it, I watched it, like, two weeks after it came out. I was up in Houston, the sold-out theater. People were yelling. People were screaming. I was like, this is it, man. My people. This is Star Wars. (laughs) This is the power of Star Wars. This is amazing. But, um, so, we just hope that Abrams can do that, right? What would you like? Oh, I'm just, that makes me think of when I saw uh, episode two in theaters. I think the second time I saw Mm -hmm. it. And you see Yoda's shadow hobbling up, and the theater I was watching it in was dead silent. And from and I would, I'd like to watch movies towards the back in the middle, and I got there early enough to get the seats mm-hmm. where I where I wanted to be. But somebody like in the middle of the theater goes, "Oh crap!" Like <laughs> so loud. That's because when I saw episode two, when that part happened, when you hear the cane, everybody in the theater just went, "Uh oh!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but it was dead quiet, and somebody in the dead center goes. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> and that part was awesome. Yeah, like Lucas gave us that amazing moment in, in episode two. And you, and you guys knew that he was going to lightsaber fight, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I had heard about. Yeah, I was so they, jazzed. They about leaked that, that like bef- like before the movie. Like, yeah, they were like, hey, and then like even Natalie Portman was on like Rosie O'Donnell. Like that. That's how long Jesus. ago it was. She was on the, the Rosie O'Donnell a long show ago, and they asked. She asked her about Yoda. She goes, "Yeah, they give him a little lightsaber. He has a little moment in there too with his lightsaber." And I was like, "A little moment. That's cool." And then looking back, I was like, "They shouldn't have told anybody that. They should have just kept it a secret and had everybody just lose their mind." Yeah. Um. So, I hope Yoda is back. Hope Anakin is back. Hope. Obi-Wan is back. I hope they're all back. I hope they're all back in this movie. Somehow, some way. That's the only way to finish this this Plus Ahsoka. Oh, man. (laughs) People would have... But then, like, okay, I want to see Ahsoka. I want to see her. But will other people understand who she is? Well, yeah, I think Ahsoka's pretty... A large majority. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a majority. I don't know. It's kind of tough to say because the younger generation absolutely loves Ahsoka. Yeah. But, of course, the older generation, the original... I don't, I don't think they have any idea who that mm-hmm. is. I'm, I'm a, I follow a lot of face, uh, Star Wars Facebook pages, mm-hmm. and almost every day somebody will ask, 
I have never seen the Clone Wars. Should I should I watch it now? No. I've never seen Rebels. Should I should I watch it? And Rebels, everybody yes. everybody just goes yes yes yeah. Like you need to watch all of that stuff. Like because it's it's canon. It's all yeah. part of the story now, and it's it's amazing. Although there's a little discrepancy whenever you see uh, Episode Three and Anakin and Obi Wan are talking to Grievous, and it's <laughs> like. I You're, thought you'd be taller. I thought you'd be taller. What do you mean? We've we've fought like 275 <laughs> times in the past. In the, what was that? You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. Osmond's an animated figure, just like your father. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, we, we don't talk about the discrepancies in Star Wars, which there are. <laughs> there are tons of discrepancies in Star Wars, but a lot of fans just kind of just go, hey, "It's okay. That didn't happen." Like. My big thing is why I did C three, and I remember you, you you tried to explain it to me in a New Hope, our New Hope commentary, which y'all should go listen to. They're pretty good. Um, <laughs> where R two is like trying to follow after them, and then C three PO looks back after they're sold, and C three PO is like, "All right, I'm just gonna keep walking," even though they stopped you from coming. And like, yeah. it was like, was he even gonna say anything, or was he just gonna sit there and watch and watch him there and all this other stuff? And was C three PO messing around? with uh luke that whole time and he goes who is she she's beautiful and 3po's like i have no idea like she may be some woman on the she's on, a on diplomat the th- from yeah yeah or was c3po just really that smart well 3po was 3po and r2 both worked almost exclusively on the tantive four i mm-hmm. believe so she he should have known who she was and plus I think. he and plus he says it at the beginning where he says we're doomed There'll be no escape for the princess this time. Like, he knows who she is, so he's just messing. Well, and he may be programmed to, like, be like, I don't know who this dude is, so I'm going to maybe keep it a little more covert. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Star Wars comics, I mean, that happened, the Poe Dameron comics, Mm -hmm. he actually runs the um, droid espionage. He'll send, like, mouse droids into places so that they can do research for him and things like that. That's awesome. Or astromechs and stuff like that, so... I have a feeling he was probably programmed to be like, yeah, I don't know who that chick is. She is pretty, you're right, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know who she is. I mean, that was there's a few things like that that happen in Star Wars, and I'm always like, what was the real reason behind that? But I still love it. I mean, it's still Star Wars. I'm still going yeah. to watch it opening day when it comes out. You know it be really cool, though? If we can go see Episode Nine as soon as it opens. like We can go to the premiere to watch Episode <laughs> Nine when it comes out. Is that too far-fetched? Well, it's not far fetched for me because I'm part of the Bible first. <laughs> Aren't you? Just... I'm seeing it like two or three days before it comes out. I, I hate you so much right now. Um, that's another. <laughs> You're just shaking your heads. Yeah, that's well, cool. Get a man. costume and join. Get a costume and join. I can't be no Jawa walking around. That's all I could be is a Jawa or an Ewok. Well, Ewok, <laughs> uh, Ewok's not a part of the Bible first, though. It's like that'd, that'd be like Rebel Legion. Could it be an Ugnot? <laughs> I wanted to do a. I don't think I. I don't think I've seen an Ugnot. I wanted to do Boba Fett, but that's way too expensive. Well, that's Mandalorians. That's not Five O First. No, he can be. He's you can still. Of the yeah, it's oh, really? if it's like Dark Side Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as like Darth like, Nihilus. There's a bunch of them. I could do. Uh, I could do Darth Maul. I already got my head shaved. I could just paint my face like Darth Maul. Bearded Maul. Yeah. Bearded Maul, man. You've never seen it before. No one's ever seen that before in a. I'm just going to get the spider legs. There you go. Dude. Yeah. Cool. And I get them to work. Like, I walk around. They stay working. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Oops. I'm Uh-oh. not going to do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, R2. But uh, anything anything else this week? Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Oh, someone emailed us uh, asking about books. What books to read 
um, like they want to get involved in the new the new stories in the new canon. Yeah, like the new canon. So like, what you 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 have more knowledge of that than I do. Um, yeah, I think I've read just about all the novels that are new canon. I, I haven't finished the second Thrawn book yet, but it's pretty. It's Thrawn. Um, <laughs> Timothy Zahn has a very particular way of writing that I don't always enjoy because it kind of feels like he thinks he's better than the reader, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Claudia Gray, anything she's written mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic, especially uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and... Um, Bloodline. Bloodline. Bloodline was amazing. I read Bloodline in, like, two days. I could not put that book down. Yeah. Like, I started reading it, and I was like... This is one of the best Star Wars books I've ever read. Yeah, I think I think that one I set up land record on. I did I did that one pretty quick. Um, all of the um, God, what are they called? The ones with I made you read them. Empire's End is the last. One. Oh, aftermath. Aftermath series. Thank you. Those are all very incredible yes. too. Those tie Chuck, Chuck Winding. Chuck Winding. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a story. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on the Sotex? Yeah, no, it's on the Star Wars stuff. It's one of the, our early podcasts where I was saying Chuck Windeg, and he was like, "Is it Winding?" Or I was like, "It's Windeg." He goes, "Oh, because someone else." I'm pretty sure but, it's but he was, he was yeah, it's he, Chuck Windeg. Yeah, yeah. It's, but he was like, someone else was calling it Winding on another podcast, and everyone else was like, "Dude, it's Windeg." Like, like, <laughs> like, that's not his name. Um, yeah, but, anyway. but yeah, those are those are incredible, and those tie in. Those are very a uh, good bridge from six to seven mm-hmm. a very good bridge from six to seven and then bloodline also does a really good job of of bridging the stories mm-hmm. there too um and this I, I love like the 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 little moments that happen in the aftermath series where it, it doesn't have anything to do with the main story but like jar jar's got one like the vignettes i guess oh yeah, yeah, yeah jar jar's got a story there's a story in there about uh orphans who live on coruscant and they steal information and send it off to the rebellion they're called the ankle biters brigade like it's just it's just those are so good to me but all the main characters in that series are just great and it feels like you're reading a star wars story oh uh snap wexley is going to be in episode nine yeah good yeah they Um, they announced that he's going to be back in nine so that's pretty awesome and then all the comics have been great Mm -hmm. really like they really have been all good i've only been getting them in trade so i'm not caught up to where they are storyline wise um but the poe dameron comics have all been very good if you're looking for something just between four and five but the star wars main storyline comics are very good um and the vader comics both series i heard the vader run is really good Vader's really yeah that's that's the the newer run of vader i think is better than the original run of vader and i love the original run of vader (laughs) so um there you go yeah so yeah those are some books and uh for all our listeners and we've got we got like like 10 emails or like we got a few emails a few messages yeah if i can remember correctly there's uh, a guy in arizona mm-hmm. he listens to he was listening to us when he was cutting his grass yeah and there were several people from the uk somebody from australia yeah someone from awesome. australia yeah and then a a, a kid who uh, at first i got nervous because he said I, I do it when i'm when i'm in school and I was like, <laughs> and he goes, but I'm homeschooled. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think he, I think he sent us another email saying I'm homeschooled. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I guess sense. that's okay. Yeah, because at first I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're not supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be learning. Thank you, but no, but uh, I mean, he yeah. is learning about then, Star Wars. Yeah, there was yeah, so Arizona, then like three from the UK or four. From, I don't know. The UK loves us, man. Yeah. Thank you, UK. Yeah, everybody in the UK, thank you so much for listening to us. Everyone around the world, thank you for listening to us. Uh, it's pretty great. World yeah. tour. 
Yeah. There's no way we could. Yeah, everyone on Spotify. Thing. Yes, everyone on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone on Apple, Overcast, every, thank you so much. And uh, if you want to send us an email telling us, you know, how we are doing or where you're listening at, uh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Or topics if you guys have any idea. If you guys want us to talk about something in particular, I'm sure we could vent vent about something for oh, a little yeah. while. Oh, yeah, we could talk for a little bit just about, off the top of our heads. about Star Wars. Uh, anything you'd add? I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, well, all right. Thank y'all for listening, and we hope you have an awesome week. Happy and birthday, James. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, James. I appreciate it. And uh, may the force be with you. Always. Always.